This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to HFC Chat, the podcast made by the fans, for the fans. The season end is quickly coming upon us and for once we are going to be fighting at the right end of the table as we secured our playoff position after the comfortable 3-1 win over Aldershot last weekend. Davo, to start the podcast, firstly, how are you keeping? And secondly, how is it going down at the Vic? I know you've been volunteering there and, you know, what can you tell us about the work you've been doing, the preparations that are put into place for that much anticipated return of the fans on the 29th against Weymouth? Yeah, first and foremost, all is very well at the moment. Thank you very much, my friend. And yeah, I've been keeping very busy down at Victoria Park as of late. Um, Friday was my 10th day down there. But in relation to your question, all is going very well. It's been really good to be back in there. I mean, especially that first day, as it was so surreal to be walking around the Vic, having not been there for well over a year. The preparation kind of things, you know, that's all going well, and the ground is all on track to be ready for the return of fans on the 29th. In terms of work, you know, it's all been general maintenance kind of work, painting, sweeping, you know, all that type of stuff, really. That's great to hear, mate, and... You know, I'm sure those fans will much appreciate all the effort that anyone who's volunteered or been down there, especially Dave, the groundsman, who, you know, does such a good job on the pitch. You know, it'll be much appreciated when the fans are back in and able to watch the team finally take on Weymouth. I know in the introduction there, we mentioned about securing the playoffs against Aldershot last week. And obviously the excitement's building for those playoffs. The dates have been released now. And also the major talking point really if pools get to the final on the 20th, is that it's going to be played at Ashton Gate. Could you give us your thoughts on terms of, you know, securing the playoffs and also where the where the venue is going to be for the final? Yeah, I mean, in terms of securing playoffs, it was only really a matter of time, really, wasn't it, Jack? I mean, it was never in doubt, really. Um, it was only a matter of, like I say, getting to that threshold, that mathematical threshold, which we've done. So that was, you know, brilliant to see. Yeah, this one, it's had us talking a bit, hasn't it, us Pulse fans, as of late. Um, 
Um, you know, personally, I've got no said qualms about us being at Ashton Gate. I mean, however, I can still see the issues that people have raised. I mean, arguably, you know, it could have been geographically fairer to pools. But, you know, ultimately, if, if we do happen to get there and we, we do win, then it'll all be worth it in the long run, won't it? You know, in terms of points and league finishes, you know, we want to be trying our best really to get third place. You know, that has to be our main objective. You know, it's not about just to say we finish third. It's also about giving us that chance of a home playoff semi-final where it's likely now the opponent will be Stockport. And also it gives us a chance to be to be backed by fans. I mean, Jack, how, how are you feeling about it all? Yeah, you know, first of all about the Ashton Gates and you hit the nail on the head with location relevance to pools. You know, we, we've discussed this and the fact that it's pretty close to Cardiff. You know, it, it's not it's not great. The, the main issue that I have with it is the capacity, though. You know, it's the 32nd biggest stadium in the country. There's no Premier League games or anything like that going on. Um, you know, where it, it could have been played where more fans would have been able to go. These fans that have been waiting a long time, a lot of them, you know, this is if we get to the final. But uh, this is for any club, really, that are competing in the playoffs. You know, you want to have the best chance to get a ticket and be there to see your team get out of what is a really tough league to get out of. So I just think it's a major, you know, overlooking by the by the board yet again of the National League. You know, that I think they're failing the clubs once again. Many will say, you know, that that's a bit of an over-the-top reaction. But, you know, in my opinion, I, I just think that you've got to look the best interests of the fans and also the players who will want to play at the biggest ground they possibly can play at. Because, you know, when they're backed by fans, this is a big day for those players who've grafted for what is a very, very long season. And, you know, you want some reward at the end of that, especially in the National League, how tough the playoffs is. And only one team gets out automatically and obviously one from the playoffs. So for me, the major issue with it is capacity. But in terms of the points and league finishes, I'm absolutely delighted that we've secured the playoffs. That's the, that's the main thing for me. You know, if, if we'd been offered that at the start of the season, I would have snapped your hand off. Um, but we do need to get third, in my opinion. You know, it's one game semi-final, then it would be the final if we were to get there. And it's, you know, it's just about minimising the amount of games that we have to play to get to that stage. So Stockport yesterday, big result with only a point against um, Woking, so that that can do pools great favours when we when we play Sutton today. If we you know if we win, we can go two points ahead, and you can argue we've got the upper hand there in terms of securing third, going into Weymouth next week, and what you know what a confidence boost that would be. But in summary, you know, I personally couldn't really care less where it's played as long as we get there and all being well secure our return to the EFL. So now we move on to looking back at the last two games in the league for Pools. Firstly, we have to start off with that game against Maidenhead where Pools suffered, many would say, a shock 4-2 defeat at Victoria Park to Maidenhead. You know, the first half, you could tell it was great to have Reese Oaks there. His pace from the start was electric. But then a major Timmy mistake gave them a very clear opportunity early on. And then his it was his fault for the first goal through really poor defending. Possibly, though, one of the best goals I've ever seen in a pool shirt from Reese Oates. It was absolutely incredible the way he picked up the ball and, and took it past those defenders like they weren't there and, and put it in. And, you know, that was... 
one of the major disappointments for me from the game, the fact that, you know, he scored that goal, but no one will really talk about it because we ended up getting battered. You know, then after that, I don't know what got into the lads. It was followed up by an unreal run from David Ferguson as he went, you know, half of the pitch. That was saved. Then from the resulting corner, Saunders went and hit the crossbar. But then just as we were getting back into the game, again, I don't want to pick out on, you know, pick on Timmy here, but it was, again, poor defending from him. And it gifted them the second goal. It was 2-1 at half time. You know, coming into the second half, it, it was just yet another shocking start. Ball straight through from their keeper. And it's 3-1. And then we're messing around again. And it's 4-1. You know, Danny Elliott eventually pulled one back after many missed opportunities to make it 4-2. For me, that you know, the points from the game were this wasn't a pose that I recognised recently. You know, it, it wasn't what we'd come to be used to. We're not going to be, you know, on fire every single game. We can't expect that. But I think it was just a bit of a result that no one really expected. One that kind of set us back a bit. Um, you know, it was a game that we could have bounced back from a defeat prior to that game. And, and we just didn't seem to be flown with that confidence. But the deliveries into the box wasn't a letdown for me. We, you know, we had opportunities and arguably could have pulled it back towards the end when we came back to the pools that we know. And for me, though, the game also highlighted the weakness between the sticks. I know we'd had this discussion when Mark Carroll came on the podcast about Henrik Ravas and for me, he was just poor again. And then Brad James came in, you know, the online borough keeper who replaced him for the Aldershot game. Davo, what were your thoughts on that Maidenhead match? Oh, I mean, I think you've just summarised it really well, to be quite honest with you, Jack. I mean, where do I even start? I mean, it was just awful. Really, really poor. I mean, similar to what you said, it actually had me really baffled That, in the sense that I just didn't know. Look, I know we got a bit off Bromley, but like you said, it was a good chance at home as well, with our home form, to bounce back. Mm. So I genuinely don't know where that had come from. And, you know, you've summarised the goals well, but you know, looking back at the goals, we conceded all of them were preventable, in my opinion. Anyway, um, the defensive work for some of them dreadful. Like you said, I don't like picking out players. You know, I'm one of these people. If we lose as a team, we lose as a team. If we win as a team, we win as a team. It's it's not about picking out players, but you know, Odessina in particular was a key issue. For, I think for half of those goals, just really silly errors, unforced errors from from him, which like I say, it's been unlike him for for most of the season and. You know, you look at that fourth goal, the goalkeeping was, I mean, it was shocking, really. I mean, to get beat low down from about 25 yards out like that, Ravas simply has to do better. You know, and like you say, as of late, you've seen Brad James coming in, I'm sure that for for him, a young lad, he'll make the most of any opportunity he gets and hopefully he has another good game today if he, if he plays. Yeah, and again, you know, we did see what could be the goal of the season, a fantastic solo effort by Oti, which, you know, like you said, it's seen him be four or five men at least, and then executed wonderfully to bring Pools back to one all. Absolutely incredible, really. But like you say, in fairness, I think we finished the last half an hour with the stronger side. We made the subs, but, you know, ultimately it, it was too little too late in the end, I think, uh, my friend. You know, for moving on now, uh, the away when it all just shot. I, um, I listened to that one on BBC T's and I think my general consensus for, for, for the large part of it was I think I think we huffed and puffed you know it was a game that you know it's seen us have chances we created a lot but just couldn't converse until we did we, we broke the deadlock after 59 minutes courtesy of Luke Armstrong and then later on we managed to get a second and a third but 
of course, in typical post fashion, Aldershot did give us a late scare. They managed to pull it back to 2-1. But overall, it was a much-needed win, and we move on to today's huge game away at Sutton. Jack, I mean, what, what were your thoughts on that Aldershot win? Yeah, so for me, you know, I only really saw the result and, and looking through Twitter because I couldn't, couldn't watch or listen to the game. Um, so I think it was a much needed result. We needed going into Sutton. We needed to be on the back of a win. You know, we're at, we need to get that confidence back up as we finish off the season. Hopefully, on a big high, three one. You know, from looking at Twitter, it looked like we were, as you said, we were all over them, but we just didn't convert our chances. And thankfully, once we did manage to get the breakthrough, um, we got a couple more, and you know, a solid win secured the playoffs, which will have. You know, given that given the boys a boost going into today's game, and hopefully, you know, we can we can take this form into what's going to be a very tough fixture. Davo, I believe, as is custom, you are going to give us the preview for the big away clash today to Sutton, who, in addition, will have fans behind them as they aim to try and win the title. Yes, of course. So today it's a big one. We are away down Sutton United. That takes place this afternoon with coverage starting from 12.15pm live on BT Sport 1 with kickoff being a little bit later at 12.45. The U's come into this one in quite good form as per the last six games they have taken 15 points out of a possible 18. Of course, winning five and losing one. In terms of home form, well, the last six home games, Sutton are also looking quite strong on that front as well. Four wins out of six, drawing one and losing one, which has resulted in them in taking 13 points out of 18. Their most recent outing was a week ago when they beat Maidenhead United 3-0 down at York Road. And just quickly, their top goal scorer this term is Isaac Olafe on 13 goals. In terms of prediction, for me, I think it could be quite a cagey one today. Obviously, after yesterday's results, we don't want to lose. Sutton want to win to go and win the league today. So I'm going 1-1 with hopefully a resource goal. Jack, how have you got it, my friend? You know, it, as you said, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be one that, you know, for me is massive if we can win it. You know, this is a, this could be a really, really big result. Um, and again, could just build on the confidence, you know, that that is amongst the lads. Um, it's, it's going to be tough. It is. I can see why you've gone from a, for a draw. Perhaps this is me being a little bit, you know, just wishing that so much that we can go and get a win today. But I am going to go with a 2-1 away win. Pools are just going to edge it out today. You know, Gavin Houlihan liked playing there. So, you know, I wouldn't rule out him grabbing one. And we'll just have to see as long as the lads give it everything. That's all the Pools fans ever ask for. So, you know, let's, let's hope for a, a big performance from the boys. Well, the end of another episode. We hope you enjoyed the review of at least the older shot game um, and obviously a bit of playoff chat, which we will do in a lot of depth in due course as the lads prepare the mountain challenge to get back to the FL. Once again, thank you to those who continue to support the podcast by listening. We will hopefully see you in the next episode. And from myself and Davo, keep the faith, keep getting behind the boys and never say die.
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.